I'm Tavis Smiley, and I am thrilled to have you in with us in this hour today. Why are more and more African-American families turning to homeschooling for their children? Homeschooling used to be largely dominated by white families, but Census Bureau stats show that African-Americans account for the largest surge in recent years of families who are choosing to homeschool their children. Trey Stewart of Homegrown Homeschools joins us now to explore this phenomenon and why it's growing um, so exponentially amongst African-American families. Trey, good to have you on Tavis Smiley. How are you today? I am doing great. Glad to be here. It's an honor to have you on. Thank you for the time. Glad we have an hour. There's a lot I want to uh, sort of uh, unpack, I think, uh, in this hour. Let me just start with the, with, with, with the big, big, broad question, which is why uh, more and more African-American families are turning to homeschooling. Why are they choosing that as an option? Ooh, there's a lot of responses to that okay. one, I think. Okay, we got, we, got, um, we, got, we got an hour. Take your time. <laughs> Go for it. <laughs> okay, okay. I, I mean, I definitely think that the standard just in general um, in the school system has certainly been on the decline over um, many years now. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe that money has taken precedence over our children and their futures. I believe that... Um, Children are disciplined, our children specifically are disciplined much harder um, than children of other races that where they're being, their learning is not happening, right? They're being over-tested and underlearned. learned um, The schools are not safe anymore. There's, we're sending our kids basically to an enemy to teach them um, things, and, and they're trying to whitewash our history now. Um, our kids are away from us for seven to eight hours out of a day being taught by someone with a totally different belief system than we have. I mean, I could go on and on and on no. about the things that, that are just not working anymore in the school system, especially for people of color. No, so I'm glad you did that. I'm glad I asked that question. I'm glad you answered because now you set the frame for the whole hour. That See, see how that works? No, okay. I, I, I ask one question <laughs> <laughs> and you give me the frame for the whole hour. So, uh, yeah, I, I've done this for a few years. I, I know how this works. And so let me let me now start to to, to interrogate uh, the answer to that question because that is, that is the penultimate question. Why are more black folk turning to homeschooling? You give me, and I was writing as fast as I could, you give me about 10 answers and I'm going to spend the rest of the hour in interrogating those answers. Let's start with the first thing that you told me about why African-American families are turning to homeschooling, that public education is on the decline. Um, uh, that, that's, that, that, that alone, could, we could spend an hour just you know, sort of un- unpacking that for, by itself right. for the next 60 minutes. Uh, but when you say public education is on the decline, g- give, me mo- give me more. Uh, un- unpack that particular statement for me. Okay, absolutely. I worked in the public school system for a few years um, as a secretary, uh, one to a behavioral specialist in the elementary setting, and then also to the special education um, administrator in a high school setting. Um, I was able to see the behind the scenes Mm -hmm. um, in how the system works in the way of, uh, let's just take dress code. I remember when I was in school so many years ago, there was a dress code. We couldn't have our shorts or our skirts above our knees, you know, your hair could only be a certain length, you Mm -hmm. couldn't have earrings or piercing, you know, tattoos, you know, all these different kind of things. There was a standard. Um, The standard has just 
been on the decline for so many years that now we have students that are at school literally in their pajamas. Mm-hmm. Um, we have students in school dressed like they just left the club. And even though there's a handbook that gives a direction as to how we are to dress, the teachers, the principals, people are not enforcing it because to them it's just more important that they're there because yeah. bodies in the seat are money. Yeah. Um, to, to, and so they're choosing their fight. No, I'm, I'm going I'm Go to come to the money. I heard that argument too. I'm, I'm going to come to that. We, we're going to trust me. We're going to unpack all those answers you just gave me. You, you think I'm playing? I'm not. We're going to go through every one of them at a time <laughs> in this hour. Uh, but 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 to those, I'm just let me play devil's advocate right quick. For those who are listening, who would respond to you, Trey, by saying that um, the relaxation of these dress codes allows these young folk to to have their own freedom their freedom of expression. And we live in a country where we're always talking about freedoms. What's wrong with young people having the freedom to express themselves in their attire? Um, I believe just, and I can only speak for my house. Sure, I believe sure, sure. that there's a standard that should be set, um, that when we walk out into the world, we are representing our home. We are representing our belief system. We are representing ourselves. And there's a certain level of dignity um, that should come with that. I don't think that, our children thinking that it's okay to leave the house and things that they slept in um, is equivalent to being out in the workforce or Mm. being out into real life. I mean, you can't go on a job wearing your slippers and Mm. a bonnet or wearing your pajamas that you had on the night before. It's just not a good look. And we're teaching them, we're teaching our children in the school system to lower that standard. Um, And, I think they're losing themselves in it. Well, nope, I received that. I received that. Um, I asked uh, Trey uh, Stewart to start this conversation in case you've just tuned in. Uh, why more and more African-American families are turning to homeschooling for their children. The Census Bureau shows that black folk are accounting for the biggest surge, the largest surge in recent years of families choosing to homeschool their children. I asked her why. She gave me 10 answers. I've only unpacked one of them. We're going to do the other nine when we come forward on Tavis Smiley. What's your quarrel with the world? You're listening to Tavis Smiley. More honesty than you can handle. More empowerment than you can imagine. You're tuned in to Tavis Smiley. So, Trey Stewart, when you, uh, in answer to my question uh, about why more and more black families are choosing to homeschool their children, when you said to me that money matters more than they're receiving a high-quality education, uh, tell me about tell me about the money piece. I, I think what you're pointing to is, that uh, there are dollars um, that school districts get uh, based on the number of persons in these classrooms. Is that what you're talking about? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, Dollar signs are attached to the seats. So if your child's not in the school, they're losing money. So why fight a dress code? Uh, They're there, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) The kids Mm -hmm. are present. Mm -hmm. So the dress code's not as important anymore. Um, other things are not as important anymore as long as they're there to get that money. Um, yeah. And that's, that's really unfortunate because in that our children are being lost. Yep. Let me let me do the flip side of this conversation about money before I run down the rest of the, uh, the list that you gave me of the of the responses for why uh, in your mind uh, and given your experience at homegrown homeschools in Texas specifically, um, uh, black families are choosing to homeschool their kids more and more. Um, but the, the flip side of this money conversation is this. Um, I hear your point about uh, the fact that there are dollar signs attached to the seats, but I am curious as to what the costs are, since we're talking about money, of homeschooling your children. What are the costs associated with that? 
Yes, absolutely. I mean, it's it's definitely going to be a cost, but we can diminish those costs by being smart in how we choose to do things. Um, I would never suggest to go out and buy a whole bunch of curriculum that costs thousands of dollars. Um, there are sacrifices that you have to make in order to do this, whether you are single or you are a single-income family uh, trying to homeschool multiple children. Um, all of those things are going to factor in to the cost. But if you are smart about how you do things and you use the free online sites and websites and worksheets that are available, there's so much material out there that you can find that's at low cost or even free that aids in you to homeschool. And then as well, if you join in with other people, like a co-op or something like that, then you can share your resources and that cuts down the um, the cost of homeschooling as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not being tongue-in-cheek here. I'm asking this question for a specific reason. When, when we talk about homeschooling our children, that suggests to me that somebody has to be at home homeschooling exactly. the children, right? And so if you're a black family and you need that income, somebody's got to go to work uh, to pay the bills, right. um, who stays at home to homeschool the children? Uh, well, you can do it in several ways. It could be the mother or the father. I mean, I guess you would depend on who is making the most of the income. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there are sacrifices that need to make. There's definitely prioritizing and maybe cutting back of certain things. If you're living well beyond your means, you may need to kind of change some things around and do some budgeting uh, to figure out how that's going to work. Um, people invest in tutors or they have other members of their family who chip in and help in that area. Um, if you are working still, you know, even if you stay working, if there's two, both parents go to work, you mm-hmm. can get your support system to kick in and help you in ways of um, doing the homeschooling. Homeschooling doesn't mean that we start at 8 o'clock in the morning as it would in public school. Sometimes it can be at 8 o'clock at night. It's whatever works for your particular schedule, your family, your budget. Um, you just have to figure out what works. Yeah. For your home. Before I get back to interrogating the, 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 this uh, this list, the rest of this list I have in front of me of um, why uh, more black families are choosing homeschooling. Let me just pivot for a second or pause for a second and ask you to tell me your personal story, uh, your personal story of how you got into the homeschooling uh, realm, as it were. Absolutely. Like I said, I worked in the public school system. And at the time, um, I have three daughters and they were first grade, third grade and fifth grade. Mm-hmm. Um, I was in the public school system at, at that time in high school, and just the way I was seeing things um, running made me for sure that I, I you know, I knew I wasn't going to let them get to the high school uh, area before I homeschooled. My husband and I had talked about homeschooling even before we had children, but, you know, there's those fears that come with that. You know, am, am I smart enough to do it? Am I, uh, do I have enough patience to do it? Well, I like my children enough to be with them all day. I mean, this is just, <laughs> just the reality of it, right? Yeah, basic fundamental um, questions. I ain't mad at you. Go absolutely, ahead. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Um, but, you know, when I had my children and I've seen, we at the time lived in a predominantly um, Caucasian area where they were maybe one or two blacks out of the whole class. And, I would see different things, you know, my children coming home and her hair would be one way when she left and come home and her hair is all down and flying in the wind. And I'm like, what happened? Well, my friends wanted to touch my hair or play with my hair. Um, You know, her, my oldest kind of changing and seeming like she wanted to be more Caucasian than she was accepting who she was. Mm -hmm. Um, 
there were different things with our set of belief systems and how we choose to raise our children and what we believe in spiritually that uh, there were a lot of contradictions that were being taught in the school. Um, and it just became a situation where I was like, I want to be the influence, me and my husband. We didn't want to send our children to school for seven or eight hours out of a day and someone else's belief system is being impressed upon them. And then they come home and everything we're saying, you know, no, that's not right. That's not what my teacher taught me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it just became a situation where it was like, you know, we, we really want to teach our children the truth as we know it mm-hmm. and make sure that things are not getting lost um, with them being away from us so much. Mm-hmm. I get it. Um, before I again I get back to this list of um, all the reasons um, that you believe that more black families are choosing to homeschool their children. Um, what impact did the pandemic have on these decisions uh, uh, specifically by black parents? And I ask that in part because of the, uh, the funny, the funny narrative, the funny story, uh, anecdote, I should say you told a moment ago about whether or not you loved your children enough or liked them enough to spend all day with them. So uh, yeah. uh, there, there are a whole lot of parents in the pandemic who learned a whole lot about themselves, about their <laughs> children, about their relationship or lack thereof with their children, about how deeply they love their children when they were stuck in the house with them all day during the pandemic. Uh, I say that somewhat mm-hmm. tongue in cheek, but the serious question is, uh, to what extent do you think the, the pandemic impacted the decisions that the data now tell us, um, uh, underscoring the fact that more black families are choosing to homeschool their children? Right, right. It did not affect us that much because we had been homeschooling for a few years already prior to the pandemic. Right. Um, but I do know that I did notice it with a lot of people, like you said, that were really having to now for the first time really be with their children and really start learning um, their children's behaviors and things, maybe that the teacher had been telling them um, and starting to see those things. And so when you're not with your kids the majority of the day, it's easy for them to be somewhere else and be taught or whatever. And then they come home and it's the rush, 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 hurry up and do your homework, eat dinner, take a shower, go to bed. You're only with them a few hours. But when you have to turn around and now you're with them all day, every day, like that's a challenge. And it's not for the week. Yeah. <laughs> so I think a lot of people had to really learn their kids and figure out a new dynamic. Uh, my husband, that was our biggest change is my husband was home. And we weren't accustomed to him being home as much as he was, even though we desired it. Mm-hmm. Um, but when he came home, you know, that was an adjustment for us. That was another person that I was feeding. It was another person I was cleaning up after. It was another person that was like in our midst, like that we weren't accustomed to being there all day. And initially it was a struggle, but we found our way and it became a great thing. So to the point that when he went back, we were very regretful of it. Mm, Um, But I think a lot of people, um, they learned some things about each other, some they didn't like and some that they absolutely loved. And I think one of the main things that I hear a lot of homeschool uh, parents say that began homeschooling during the pandemic was they realized that their children weren't learning as much as they thought they mm-hmm. were in the school system. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And they realized their kids were behind. Yeah. I thought you, I thought you'd get to that point eventually. When I asked the question, I said, I'm, I'm going to see how long it takes her to get to that part of the answer. <laughs> um, but I, right. I figured, I figured it was coming at some point. Uh, Cause I've talked to a lot of parents uh, who felt that same way when they saw their kids home from school, uh, during the pandemic, they learned a lot about what their kids were learning or not learning, uh, the ways they were being engaged or not engaged by their by their teachers, and so there were a lot of 
there are a lot of uh, reality checks, if I can put it that way, that uh, right. that, that parents had to wrestle with uh, during the pandemic. I want to jump back now to this list uh, of your answers to my my question at the top of this uh, dialogue about why more black families are, in fact, choosing homeschooling as an option for their children. We've talked about public education being on the decline, as you see it. We've talked about uh, uh, the money, the dollar figures attached to these seats. The third answer to that question you gave me was black discipline. And I've circled this and I want to get right to this and spend a, a, a couple minutes on this because um, every one of us who pays attention to the news sees these stories far too often. It's debilitating emotionally to see it. Uh, but the ways in which black kids are disciplined in schools are uh, at a level and in a way that other kids are not disciplined in schools. And, and that that alone, I suspect, is, is reason enough for some people to choose to homeschool their children, knowing the ways in which their children are being disrespected in the school system when it comes to discipline. So tell me why you put black discipline on your list of reasons why more black families are choosing to homeschool their babies. Absolutely. I mean, like I said, in the position that I sat in, I was seeing that our children were coming to the office way more than any other anybody else's children. And our kids were the minority in the school. Mm-hmm. Um, but yet I kept seeing the same repeat so-called offenders um, on a regular. And when I would talk with them, the reasons that they were being sent there were really just a lack of the teacher having control, having being able to handle a child who is being made to sit in the seat all day and listen to you. And sometimes everybody's not made to do that. Everybody doesn't learn the same. And so because I can't sit down and learn, now I'm a problem. And so then now I get labeled or I get sent to the office. Um, and it just, it's really unfair because it puts our children in a box and you have to learn this way. You have to sit this way. You have to do things this way. And if you don't do it, now you're a problem. Mm-hmm. And and then they're disciplined for it at a greater rate. I mean, I saw it time and time again being punished uh, by suspension or being sent to D-Hall all day. Or, um, I mean, you know, the school line, school to prison pipeline. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, it, it was very evident in the school system. Yep. No, I did a documentary about that years ago for PBS uh, about the uh, uh uh, school to prison pipeline, um, uh, in-depth documentary I did. So I, I spent some time really delving into that subject a few years ago. And it was, uh, again, sort of depressing when you got deeper into it yeah. about the ways in which mm-hmm. they, they just maltreat black students. But I, I remember that remember that uh, documentary quite well. Um, before I move on, speaking of discipline, so it's one thing to not want to see your kids um, uh, disciplined unfairly uh, or, for that matter, uniformly uh, in, in, in the school system. Uh, but what about the notion of discipline when kids are at home? There's something about being at home that, you know, we can we can run amok a little bit. We cannot pay attention. We cannot do what we're supposed to do. We can, you know, be lackadaisical. We are at home after all. So talk to me about the mm-hmm. discipline that it requires to homeschool children. I think the difference from homeschooling discipline versus public school discipline is, first and foremost, I love my child. Mm-hmm. I love my children. So the way I choose to discipline them or to uh, um, pay attention to certain behaviors is going to be different from a teacher or a public school system that has 
overcrowded classrooms and different things like that, and they don't have time mm-hmm. uh, to deal with certain things, so it's easier to send them away, send mm-hmm. them out of the classroom. Right. If there's a discipline issue in my home, we can sit down, we can talk about it, we can begin to work on that, we can begin to see where is that coming from, and because I love them, I'm going to acquire the patience to, to figure that out and see what's a different way for us to, to deal with this, because a lot of times discipline issues from our children come from they just want attention, whether it's positive or negative. Right. Um, or or they just can't, like I said before, they can't sit down and, you know, be in front of somebody, listening to somebody talk over and over and over. I may learn better, you know, playing a game mm-hmm. or being able to get up and go on a nature walk. And as a parent, when you're with your child day in and day out, now you get a chance to learn that about your baby and be able to then change the direction of how we're going to um administer that discipline Mm. or maybe it's not even a need of discipline maybe now we're just redirecting and you get a better result i got two minutes left here and we'll continue this on the other side but let me just do this right quick you you used a word that i don't want to run so 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 quickly past i don't want to just you know streak past this word you uh, invoked a moment ago and it's the notion of Mm -hmm. love and that jumped at me Mm -hmm. i I gave a speech many years ago um trey about I think the theme was something uh, on this order. Whatever happened to the notion of love in our public discourse? Give a whole talk about that love in our public discourse. Let me just fine tune this and talk about love or the absence thereof in our school systems across this country. I never thought about it in that regard, but it makes a huge difference uh, when the students know they're loved by the teacher. Uh, And clearly, Mm -hmm. if you're the parent and they're the children, they know their mama or daddy loves them. That's got to make a difference all the way around, that there's love at the epicenter of the education process. Am I right? Am I on to something here? Absolutely. Absolutely. It makes a huge difference. (laughs) When when the child can feel like they're seen and heard and that their feelings and and it matters to them, you know? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I I, I, I cast no aspersion on teachers. I think teachers are some of the uh, most underrated and and disrespected folk in our society. They don't Mm -hmm. get paid at the level they ought to be paid. So I'm I'm a fan of teachers. And yet... Um, I, I say all the time that it ain't that some of these kids, and I did say ain't, yes, it ain't that some of these kids can't <laughs> learn. It's that some of these teachers can't teach, number one. Uh, and, and number two, as I've, you know, I've, I've quoted George W. Bush, the only quote from George Bush I ever use, uh, he talked about the soft bigotry of low expectations. There are oftentimes low expectations of black students. Um, and, and, and all that said, um, I'm not convinced that that uh, writ large the teachers love black students, and so that's a big difference. Well, when when children are homeschooled and they know that there's love in the center uh, of what they're being asked to do, um, I, I digress on that for now. But that word love just jumped out at me, and I didn't want to run past it so swiftly. When we come forward back to this list uh, of all the answers that uh, Trey gave me initially, why more and more black families are homeschooling their children. I still got four or five more to unpack, and we'll do it when we come forward on Tavis Smiley. Interrogating and unpacking. That's what we do around here. You're listening to Tavis Smiley. Helping to make you you? the most knowledgeable person in your circle of friends. This is Tavis Smiley. It's Tavis Smiley in dialogue with uh, Trey Stewart as we talk about um, uh, homeschooling and why more black families, uh, according to some recent data, 
are choosing to homeschool their children. Trey Stewart is with Homegrown Homeschools of Texas specifically, uh, and I'm delighted to have her uh, on in this hour as we continue our dialogue right now, again, about why more black folk are choosing to homeschool their their precious babies. Um, so the next thing um, on, on my list uh, of answers you gave me when I asked you at the top of this conversation about 40 minutes ago, Trey, why black families, mm-hmm. uh, you, you, th- you thought I was teasing, right? I told you, this, 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 this would take me a whole hour. You gave me so many answers. I can go a whole hour with this. Uh, I could go long if I had the time. But the next thing on your list about why uh, more black folk are choosing to homeschool their, their children is because they're being over-tested. Um, there's no question about the fact that there are too many students now, too many teachers uh, who are teaching to the test. Uh, and mm-hmm. that's, that's disturbing in, in a lot of ways. But when you say students are being over-tested, uh, you mean by that what exactly? I mean by they're, they're testing them, they're teaching them to test. Mm-hmm. Basically, they're not teaching them life skills and to be able to go out and to build careers and a life and everything. It's just test, 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 test mm-hmm. um, to the point where even teachers are stressed out by it because they don't have now the freedom to just teach as they used to. The passion that teachers used to have, because all they're supposed to do now is teach to test, to test. These children in fifth grade are stressed out and dealing with anxiety over tests. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the information sometimes on these tests are not even things that are going to be relevant to them, you know, in life. But they put so much precedence on it, so much that they're stressing our children out behind these tests. Yeah. Um, since you went there, um, tell me what you have seen, what you witnessed inside the school system uh, versus your children being homeschooled um, about their stress levels. Since you since you mentioned it, let me just let me just probe that for a second here. Absolutely. I I can remember very um, vividly when my daughter was in the fifth grade and she was needing to take the STAR test. And she was told that, you know, you you have to pass the STAR test. You got to study for the STAR test and pass it because if you don't, you can fail. And she was she was so stressed out. She wasn't eating. She wasn't sleeping. Mm. Like and to me, I just thought that was so sad to put that much pressure on a child that young over a test. Like I said, that's not going to matter mm-hmm. on her college, you know, when she goes to college or whatever. Um, and so it definitely made a huge difference when I brought my children home, because here in Texas, we're not required to do all of those standardized tests. So that eliminated a lot of and I think a lot of parents don't even realize that they don't have to take those tests in the school. They can opt out. But that's not, of course, something that they're telling you. Mm-hmm. So people think that they're forced to have to make their kids be present to take those tests. Um, I just feel like my daughters, they were so much more relaxed when I took that aspect off. If we're not tested, I can test them in a way where they don't even know they're being tested. Mm. Right. We could just sit up and talk about the information that we've gone over and just see just very casually. Did they retain it? Mm. Were they able to comprehend what we talked about? That's me testing them. But sometimes people just don't test well. You can have know all the information, have made straight A's all throughout the year, 
and I sit you now in front of a test and you fail it just because of your nerves. Yeah, I got my, you can't see me, but I got my hand raised. I was never a great test taker. <laughs> I mean, right. <laughs> Neither was I. Yeah, I, I, I. I've been blessed to do well in my life, uh, but I was not a great test taker. So I always uh, have great empathy for those who are stressed when it comes to taking tests. Let me move from, from one S word, stress, to the other S word that was on your list, safety. Um, and, and I had, mm-hmm. again, hadn't thought about it in this regard, but this is a, a, a legitimate issue. Um, we see so much drama, uh, and I'm using I'm using using that as a catch-all uh, word. So mm-hmm. much drama in school these days. There's a great debate about why there's so many police in schools these days. Uh, certainly, Black right. Lives Matter uh, has made it one of their agenda items um, to do their part to uh, to to push back against the growing number of police in schools. And you recall, after a couple shootings, now we got teachers in certain states like Ohio who are armed themselves. We're arming teachers yeah. in the classroom, <laughs> which is which which is completely stuck on stupid. Uh, but I, but I, mm-hmm. I, I I digress on that point. But 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 I I didn't see it coming. But I was again, uh, it got my attention when I asked you the question about why more black folk are choosing to homeschool, and you put on the list safety. So talk to me about that. Yes, absolutely. I mean, we we don't even have to press too hard on just violence as far as the students fighting each other and, you know, coming to school with weapons and harming each other. But then when you have, of course, what we've been seeing in the media, someone coming from the outside of the school into the school and and taking our children out and people are dropping their kids off at school and trusting that this is the safe space. And that when I pick them up, they're going to be they're going to be okay. Mm-hmm. And so many times we've seen that that's not the case, and it's so unfortunate um, to think now that we need to arm our teachers or that we need to put specialized walls in the schools that we can start closing in, and the kids have to do drills on if somebody comes in. I mean, this is insane mm-hmm. <laughs> to think that this is what's going on in the schools um, that we have to take such measures to ensure that our kids are going to be safe. And oftentimes, even those measures are not working. Yeah, yeah. The next thing on your list, and uh, this one jumped out at me again for a different reason, the safety thing I just hadn't processed in that regard, that uh, keeping your kids at home and homeschooling them doesn't just give you other benefits, but at least you know your kids are going to be safe uh, when you're right. when they're in your home. Uh, but this next one jumped at me when you said that um, – you referenced the enemy teaching them. We'll get to the mm. whitewashing of history in a moment. We'll get to uh, the belief systems, uh, perhaps of values, education, curriculum. We'll get to that a little bit later. But when you, when you use the word enemy, I, I sort of jump. So, so who who is the enemy that you're referring to teaching <laughs> teaching teaching our children? Well, the enemy can be anybody who's trying to teach them that they are not worthy. Mm, okay. Um, and and so <laughs> anybody who's trying to teach my child that their history doesn't matter, that mm. their feelings don't matter, that their education doesn't matter, uh, that their belief system doesn't matter, that's, that's our enemy. Mm-hmm. And so if I'm sending my child every day to someone else who does not care for my child, their history, their experiences, um, that doesn't have a shared... Um, you know, feeling behind things with them. That's crazy to me that to put that much trust, that much trust in somebody. Yeah. Um, and then think that there's going to be a good product at the end of that. Yeah. Being a child, right? That's going to be raised into a, a good, safe adult who makes great decisions and different things like that. We're sending our kids every day to people, um, and into a system 
that is not set up or designed for our children. Yeah. I would certainly never uh, writ large call, you know, why, and you're not, I know you're not saying this either. I'm just want to be clear about this mm-hmm. for those, for those listening who will, who will uh, misquote me if I don't get this right. Um, I would never obviously um, suggest that uh, white teachers are the enemy of black students. I would never suggest that number one. Um, mm-hmm. And number two, um, some of my favorite teachers uh, were white people. As a matter of fact, I didn't even see a black teacher until I was a sophomore right. in, in college, <laughs> not high school, in college. Right. I never had a black teacher all of my formative years. I didn't see a black professor until I was a second year student at Indiana University. That's how long it took me to actually see a black teacher. Um, so my favorite teachers, Mrs. Vera Graff, my second grade teacher, Mr. Jackson in fifth grade, uh, Miss Pappas in fourth grade, and uh, Mr. Beal in my senior year, and Dr. Otis in my uh, sophomore year in high school. Uh, all these persons are white persons. They had a profound impact on my life and I'm grateful for them every single day. That said, it is not lost on me uh, that most black boys in this country, you've got daughters, but most black boys and for that matter, black girls uh, are taught every day by white women. And when we come forward, I want to sort of interrogate that. My friend Jawanza Kanjufu in Chicago, uh, where we're heard on WVON 1690 AM, uh, has written books about this. Uh, Jawanza has, and I've talked to him about it. But I want to talk to you in this conversation about homegrown homeschooling, uh, about uh, about the reality that we, the frame that we are in, what, no matter what you think of it. The majority of our kids, uh, black boys and black girls, certainly black boys, are taught by white women. What of it? We'll continue with Trey Stewart when we come forward on Tavis Smiley. For all the freedom-loving folk, this is Tavis Smiley. I feel like freedom. Fresh daily in Lemert Park, Los Angeles, California. You're listening to Tavis Smiley. Tavis Smiley and Trey Stewart continuing our conversation now about homegrown homeschooling uh, and why more black families across the nation are choosing to homeschool their children. Um, Trey, uh, as I said a moment ago, I would never, you know, ever say that, that white folk are the enemy, uh, white, uh, right. white teachers are the, are the enemy of black students. But there is something uh, to interrogate here, uh, and that is that uh, most black boys in this country are taught by white women. Uh, again, that's also true for white for, for white girls. You understand, for black girls, rather. You, you understand why I'm making mm-hmm. that distinction of these black boys are being taught by white women. Um, and right. again, there are a number of African-American parents who are choosing for a variety of reasons to homeschool, that being one of them. Any thoughts on that reality or that notion? Well, I mean, I, I certainly feel like if someone doesn't have uh, an understanding or a knowledge or a shared experience or even enough empathy and compassion um, towards a child and their differences from you, and they're not actively seeking to understand it more, mm-hmm. um, that creates a problem. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't teach you from a place that I can't understand myself. Mm-hmm. Um you know, and I saw that so many times where you would have teachers who were so quick to write off a child. And oftentimes it's because you just don't understand. You don't want to understand mm-hmm. why this child is misbehaving in class, but you don't know that they, they are living in a situation that is not conducive to getting proper rest and nourishment, mm-hmm. um, an overcrowded home, poverty, you know, racism, different things like that. And so you're, you're just quick to write them off without taking an opportunity to really get to know that child. Um, and I think that that's a disservice to the teacher as well as the student, that more teachers need to be more invested in learning and knowing and being able to sit from a place of empathy and compassion 
with yeah. all of their students. Yeah. Uh, my time is getting tight. Two other things that you gave me on this list um, that I asked you about uh, 50 some minutes ago. And you see, it's taken us the entire hour to, to, to interrogate <laughs> your list. Uh, and I stopped you at a certain point where you actually stopped yourself. I could, you, I could go on and on and on. So if you hadn't stopped, we'd be in the two or three hours in this conversation. Right. When, 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 we, when we come forward, uh, I want to conclude our conversation with the two things that we have not gotten to that was on your list of answers to my question uh, of why more black families are choosing to homeschool their uh, black babies, uh, the whitewashing of history and uh, and uh, challenges to a particular family's uh, belief system. We'll get to those, too, in our remaining moments with Trey Stewart when we come forward on Tavis Smiley. From the Mert Park with love, love this love. is Tavis Smiley. Dad. Let's get back to more of this rich dialogue with Tavis, Tavis Smiley. Smiley. So one of the other reasons, uh, Trey Stewart, uh, that you said that uh, black families are choosing to homeschool their children is the whitewashing of history. This is a story that everybody's been talking about. You can't run away from it. Ron DeSantis uh, just acting a complete fool in Florida and others are following his lead uh, when it comes to not teaching the truth, when it comes, as you put it, to whitewashing history. Um, Again, one of the advantages of homeschooling your children is you can give them the history that uh, the school systems across this country increasingly are afraid to teach them or refuse to teach them. Uncut and in full effect. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, I don't think that us removing and whitewashing our history is what's going to heal the nation. I definitely believe that the hard conversations need to happen. Um, this whole notion that us teaching the history is hurting the feelings of other kids or is making people feel bad. Well, we felt bad for over 400 years, <laughs> and our feelings have been hurt for over 400 years. Um, it's it's time for a reckoning. We need to be honest in order to heal. Um, so, yes, I take it as, a, as an ultimate responsibility for myself to teach our children our history in its truth uncut. Um, do I teach racism? No, but I do teach my children to know the truth and to be proud of who they are and what we've come from as a resilient people and to understand what we deserve. We deserve the same rights, the mm-hmm. same freedom. Um, we fought for this country. We built this country. Um, and we deserve to have our side of the story told. And finally, um, uh, on your list, um, belief systems. Uh, I had a conversation not long ago on this program about values education and whether or not we've arrived at a place in this country where in our school systems uh, we ought to consider teaching a values education curriculum. Um, My my sense is that because so many kids are not homeschooled and because so many parents are at work all day long while their kids are being schooled wherever they're being schooled uh, at school or in the streets, um, we're, we're, we're missing out on, 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 on our children being indoctrinated with a values education uh, uh, framework. Uh, and that's not mm-hmm. to say that there, I mean, I, I, let me back up. There's certain things that you can't put on that list, but there are some basics, uh, right and wrong and, and stealing and lying and cheating and all those sorts of, sorts of basics uh, that we regard as human values. Those values are not being taught, sadly, to many of our kids today. Um, so there's one conversation to be had, if I had more time, we'd get into that, about values education. But your point was about kids being indoctrinated in ways at school that don't measure up, that don't uh, don't don't align with the belief system that you and your husband want them to have. So in the last two minutes, say a word about that. Absolutely. I mean, my 
there's a certain level of spirituality that we hold in our home and certain truths that we hold to our hearts biblically that are being taken away from our children and something else is being forced uh, on them in the system of the public school mm-hmm. um, where we used to be able to say certain things, male and female, everything is being changed and, and things are being pushed on an agenda almost uh, being pushed on our children. Um, I think that the focus needs to be more on education as far as math, reading, writing than it needs to be on, you know, if you choose today to be male or female, cat or dog, um, or spending time on even holidays. I mean, there, we, we live in a, in a country that's supposed to be a melting pot where we have all different beliefs and cultures and uh, race, races of people, but yet there's only one way being taught in the schools, and they're not allowing for the Muslim family or the Jewish family or the Hebrew family or anybody else's viewpoint to be spread across. And our children are being forced to understand only one way. Mm -hmm. And if it's not that one way, then their way is wrong. Um, And so for me, it's like, I want to be able for my, for my children to know how we believe as a family. And then they can learn the other stuff, but the the precedence is here and in our biblical yeah. truth. Uh, there you have it. At least ten reasons, um, at least uh, at least ten that we were able to move through uh, in this hour for why more and more African family, African American families, that is, are turning to homeschooling for their children. Uh, there is new data out, including data from the Census Bureau that shows that Black folk account for the largest, the biggest surge in recent years of those who are choosing to homeschool their children. A domain. That was once uh, largely um, uh, that of, uh, of white families. Homeschooling used to largely be dominated by white families. Uh, no more. Black families are at the at the uh, front of the, the race uh, of making decisions to homeschool their babies. And again, there are 10 reasons why from Trey Stewart of Homegrown Homeschools of Texas. Trey, thank you for the conversation. I enjoyed it immensely. I appreciate your time. All the best to you and your family. Thank you so much. It was my honor and my pleasure. Pleasure was all mine. Uh, that's our show for today. Back here tomorrow, Lord willing to do it all over again. Uh, until then, thanks for tuning in. As always, keep the faith. <laughs>